Welcome to the Align Nutrition Podcast, a place where eating doesn't get in the way of living. We use science and psychology to move past the challenges you face while healing your relationship to food. I'm your host, Erica Drury, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. For the past 10 years, I've been helping people like you find a happy medium of flow and balance with eating. If solving these issues were easy, you would have figured it out already. Expect to learn a new way. Each week, you'll hear trainings, listen in on mini coaching sessions from people on your same path, and learn from other guest professionals. I'm so glad you've joined me. Welcome back to the Align Nutrition Podcast. I have a special episode this week. We are talking to a former community member, Savannah, and we're going to be talking about certain aspects of her story, what she overcame, kind of what she's learned about herself and where she's at now. So welcome to the show, Savannah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing. You know, I think that a lot of this work we feel so isolated and alone and like we're the only people kind of dealing with this and you know everyone feels really like personal and like private about what they're dealing with and so i just want to acknowledge like how amazing that is for you to be open and willing to share that cuz i know it's going to help so many people thanks yeah absolutely when did eating become stressful for you what was that like Oh, goodness. Eating has been a journey. I'll tell you that. So in high school, I went through a phases where I really restricted all that I was eating. I had these silly food rules that I made up and it just really wrecked my communication with my body and understanding what it feels like to be actually hungry and what it feels like to be full because of denying myself for so long. So I would say that, you know, when I finally was like, you know, I can't live like this anymore. I I would like to be in touch with my body and to enjoy eating again and not have it be this annoying chore that I can't figure out and feel out of control with. You know, so I think like about a year ago when I was like, all right, I'm done. I don't care how much I weigh anymore. I just want to not feel stressed when I'm eating anymore. And I want meals to be enjoyable. So that's when I started hearing about intuitive eating. I wasn't really sure what it meant, but I knew that it was related to listening to your body. And I thought that sounded where I should go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like kind of this direct opposite of, hey, wait a minute. I stopped listening to myself. I was like suppressing all these hunger cues. I was ignoring my body for so many years. And yeah, you just felt so like disconnected. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, that, that was the goal. And I honestly didn't think I'd be able to be connected with my body anymore. And those responses that are innate and that you can override with these different rules and calorie counting and all that kind of stuff. So it's really cool to look back now and like understand how in connection I am with my body and those responses and to look back and understand that I had no idea like when to eat back then. It's just crazy. It is. And I think you bring up something really important. I think a lot of us were like you, where you wonder if you'll ever be able to recapture that. And you're like, that's really not in the cards for me. I probably messed that up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I relied on, you know, plugging every single thing I ate into a little calorie counter. And I understood numbers more than I understood myself, which is really sad to admit, honestly. But I know so many other girls 
felt the same way in high school and college too. So it's a scary step too, when you're so comfortable with like the numbers and the data behind it. I'm an analyst, so I kind of nerd out on that stuff. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it's just, it's crazy that that can disappear, but I'm, I'm very happy it's back. Yeah, same. And I know that when I met you, and I think this happens a lot with people who are working on their relationship to food, food feels kind of like out of sorts with everything else in your life. Like you are somebody who's very social, who's very like loves connection and loves like really like knowing people and you're very sure of yourself in a lot of ways. And so food and you not being sure of yourself or not being able to like you are, you are like a very assertive with your opinions and how you felt about things. And so it's like, when it comes to this, like almost analogy of like, Hey, do I understand what my body needs food wise? It felt so out of sorts, I guess, is the best way I can think to say it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it really surprised a lot of people too, that I had this going on because of how I live my life in general. But, you know, being able to be involved in all the things that I'm involved with and then go to dinner with friends and have like total panic over what I should eat. It just didn't match who I was. So it was frustrating for a really long time. Yeah. Well, and I, I work with a lot of people like you in that kind of like where you have this like background as an analyst, you're like numbers make sense to me. They feel really comfortable. I've worked with a lot of people who are like super clinical or like financial background. And it's like, this makes sense. This is what I rely on. This data is helpful. And so it seems so bizarre to think, okay, this can't fit with food because it just calories in, calories out, right? And you're like, you were like living all the nuances of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You come to a point where you just trust the numbers more than you do yourself. And it's such a silly thing because your your body's gifted with all these different signals that you know are there for a reason and you can trust them. And just rebuilding that is something that you can't really rely on data for. You just got to go with it. But yeah, it's a challenge. It really is. It is. How did you... like When you join the community, one of the first things that we always talk about is like, hey, let's understand your nutrition needs. And let's understand how your body works. Let's talk about meals, snacks. Let's talk about a lot of these foods we don't allow ourselves to have, kind of that mental piece. Let's talk about supporting yourself with meal planning. Then we kind of start to move into like, hey, what are your cues like? What's hunger fullness feel like for you? What do you feel like were some things that you needed to kind of learn prior to moving into hunger fullness? You know, I think I needed to just understand that not everything that I put in my body needs to be justified with the fact like, well, it takes proteins this long to digest. So I shouldn't be hungry now. And you know, understanding that there's not this framework that you're stuck with was, I think, the first step to making any progress with hunger and fullness. You just have to accept the fact that it doesn't make sense sometimes, but that's okay because it's your body and everybody's unique. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that because it's like almost like you took like information that you already knew or that you were learning, and it's like the lens that you heard it through. Like before, you would have heard, okay, like protein helps you stay full so that that means I shouldn't eat for a while. And then you kind of flipped that same information that you were learning about yourself. of Like, wait, when I add protein to breakfast that I've been eating lately, it gets me through my morning and it feels really good. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was like the most fun part of joining the community and 
making these changes was kind of playing around with my meals and my snacks and what happens when I add this in? Like what happens if I add an avocado with my, you know, turkey sandwich or something like that and seeing how that sustains me longer than something that didn't have a fat in it and just having a more like fun and trial and error kind of mindset versus, you know, like you said, sticking to those rules and thinking about how it should be versus how your body's actually receiving that. Yes. Oh my gosh. I always think of that as like, kind of this like nutrition, like re-education phase where you're actually, what you were going through then was gathering data. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> completely different. And then you were like kind of feeding it through of like, Hey, this is what happens here. This is what I've learned about myself on this day. Or when this happens, I need this. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think that shows too, that however your mind works, like you can make intuitive eating something like an attainable goal. Like even for my nerdy number oriented framework that I (laughs) use for everything, I can make it work. So I think that's super encouraging. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, absolutely. It's like so many people I meet, like I didn't meet you until you had already like made a ton of progress and like got to know yourself really well. But like, if we had met years ago, I like to think that it would have been like, Hey, okay, you really think that you'll never get away from counting calories. Like, let's prove that like we can at least make this like work in your favor as yeah. you like, move towards intuitive eating. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's what, like one of the things I always think about is like it's using nutrition information as like a weapon or a tool. And I feel like you made a huge shift towards that. Yeah. And I think a lot of it too is like choosing like what media I consume about that too. Like I really just followed you on Instagram and I listened to all the great conversation that we had in our weekly calls. And that was all I needed. I didn't need like the weaponized version of getting healthy, quote unquote, for bikini season and stuff like that. And I just, I chose to unfollow all of that because I didn't need it in my mind. I didn't need it disrupting you know, any of the progress that I had already worked towards. So I think that's, that's a big component of healing too. Absolutely. And I think what you've been describing too, is this like emergence of like trust and confidence, like almost like we were kind of creating this like little tiny flexible fluid foundation that you could sit upon. Then when you're like, Oh, I felt hungry here. And it was more like affirming because some of these things were starting to line up. Yeah, no, absolutely. Something that I want to note here about discovering your hunger and connecting with fullness is it's really an advanced concept. When you're looking at trying to get in touch with these things and feel them out, there's often steps that you need to take first. Things like eating enough, working on some of the foods that feel really off limits to you, understanding regular meal patterns, timing, the difference between a meal and snack. Even supporting yourself through some flexible meal planning are absolutely essential before you dive into hunger and fullness. I talk with a lot of you who really want to jump ahead to hunger fullness and it's so important and so essential as you heal your relationship to food, but a lot of times that's clouded by these things, like almost like if your room is on fire and you really need to figure out how to fan the flames in some other ways before you're connecting with hunger and fullness. 
If that is you, I encourage you to join Realign Community. I meet with you every single week, discover where you're at in the process, help personalize and tailor what you're experiencing. In our modules, we have created advanced worksheets, courses, and ways to actually figure that out for yourself and what that looks like for you. The link is in the show notes. It's realignedcommunity.com where you can get more information and sign up. Let's hop in and talk about like, how did you go about starting to discover hunger and fullness and what that was like? Does that sound good? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So hunger and fullness was definitely a trust thing that I had to work on with myself. And that part is really challenging because, you know, you can have a ton of really wonderful people pour advice into you, but until you take that, it's really like a leap of faith and start questioning, well, if I do this and it turns out quote unquote bad, what's the worst that can happen? And when I was doing those analyses, I guess you want to call it that I, you know, the worst thing that could happen was weight fluctuation. I was like, well, I said I was over that. So if that's the only thing that's going to get in my way, then let's just go for it. And then, you know, my weight has fluctuated. Not that I was weighing myself, but just the way that clothes fit, like having to buy jeans that are a little bit bigger was honestly so freeing because it was like the worst thing that could happen, happen. And it was fine. It was completely fine. Like it wasn't even disappointing. It was just like, oh, this is what I was afraid of. So (laughs) (laughs) totally. I remember when that happened for you. You're like, well, guys, I bought some new jeans and I really like them actually. (laughs) (laughs) They fit great, feel great. (laughs) Don't have to unbutton them when I eat. (laughs) Yes. Oh, exactly. Exactly. How did you start to get in touch with hunger? Like, what did that look like for you? You know, for me, it was really hard to identify for quite a while, honestly. It it was subtle things like I work from home now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is a little bit harder because you're on your own schedule. It's not getting lunch when everyone else in the building gets lunch. So I would start getting headaches. And then I'd be like, well, why do I have a headache? Like, is it because I'm staring at my screen? Like, maybe I'll try a snack and I try a snack and be like, oh, I was hungry. So little stuff like that, like headaches was one thing. Energy was another. And I think that, you know, yeah, dipping in energy during the day and like not being able to focus around, you know, maybe like 10, 30, 11 before lunch and way after breakfast. I think those were really the clues that showed me, oh, this is what hunger looks like. And you're pretty hungry because you're not focusing. So I think like having those expanses of that threshold and then kind of working in a little bit closer and understanding, you know, if I feel a little bit jittery, like that's before I even get, you know, lightheaded or not able to focus. Like that means, oh, I should have like a little something. So I think it's not as obvious as stomach growling you know, kind of stuff. And I didn't really realize that. And I don't know how long I've been ignoring that, but it's really cool to be in tune with that and to know, I don't know that I, I can take care of my body and take care of those things so I can go about my day. Yeah. It feels so like proactive. Like you're kind of like, not maybe not proactive in the terms that you're like preceding it, but it's, you're so quick to go, Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Because it's 10.30. I eat breakfast at 7.30. And yep, it's it's been a few hours. So I'm probably hungry. Yeah. And there's no guilt that way. So you're not like, 
oh no, I ate breakfast at nine and it's already 1030. It's only been an hour and a half and I have lunch in another hour and a half. Like, can I really eat now? It's like, no, that doesn't matter. It's what my body needs right now is a snack. So I'm going to have a snack regardless of how close that is to any of my meals. Oh, absolutely. You did beautifully with that. And I think sometimes hunger can feel a little more quote unquote reliable than like fullness because it's like, you don't know how long something's going to stick with you. But if you go ahead and like, oh, I'm hungry, here it is again, that's Mm -hmm. a sign it's time to eat. Yeah. And I think a lot of people struggle too. just myself and other people on our calls is, well, what if I eat too much? And, you know, the worst thing that can happen is that you feel full. So um, there's really no way to get that wrong. And so I think becoming comfortable with being full was another thing. So yeah, it's just, it's a lot of feelings that you have to get used to and not get mad at yourself for. Yep. Absolutely. It's like kind of like this patience, this sort of naming of what it is. I think what you're describing too is like tolerance, like just kind of sitting with this of, Hey, I'm kind of uncomfortable right now, or, Ooh, this feels kind of wrong. Cause I'm not used to feeling full or, Ooh, I feel like I shouldn't eat, but I will, even though it's been a shorter amount of time than it was yesterday. It's like you said, just kind of like, you feel like you're jumping off of a cliff, but you also have like the support of the community every week or like you know, Hey, here's a worksheet on like, what are some signs of hunger? Let me make a checklist of the ones that feel like they might be me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, those calls just, you could have a a bad weekend, quote unquote, you know, maybe one where you just didn't perform as expected, I guess, in terms of trying to figure out when to eat and how much. And I think everyone would agree that weekends are a little bit more challenging just because you don't have that consistent schedule, or at least a lot of people don't. So having those calls every Monday was just an awesome way to reset. And a lot of the worksheets we went through were so helpful. And I could look back at those whenever I was, you know, a topic was coming up that I was worrying about and just look back and see the tips and tricks that we talked about and that kind of stuff. And knowing that whatever I brought to that discussion, I was not the only one that was experiencing it and vice versa. Yeah, it was just awesome to be able to talk with other people who are struggling with a lot of the same things and know, one, you're not alone, and two, that there's other ideas on how you can handle this. And you're you're doing a good job by even talking about it. So Oh, I agree. I agree. And I think I actually made them on Mondays on purpose because it's like, you know, you're kind of coming out of the weekend, you have the whole week ahead. Like that's usually when you're like in your head and you're like, How did this go? What am I doing? You know? It is. And you know, along those same lines, like what would you say to someone who is struggling out there right now? What advice would you give them? What would you recommend? Well, I always tell my friends, you know, I have a couple that have mentioned that to me because I'm very open about it. And I just Mm -hmm. say, talk to someone, talk to me, talk to your therapist, your counselor, just Mm -hmm. another friend, but just put it out there because I think a lot of eating behaviors or disordered eating, whatever you want to call it, you know, those folks get stuck in their head and I'm guilty of it myself. But when you start talking about those things and bringing them to light, you realize how how silly they are and how trivial they are almost. Those ideas that you have to adhere to these certain rules. And so I think just confiding in a, a friend that is compassionate and caring will help you so much. I agree. It's like, you know, you were talking about like not like beating yourself up and just like mm-hmm. like collecting data on hunger fullness. Like that's self-compassion. And when we're like sharing with people that care about us, it's almost impossible to not like receive some of that compassion from them and start to develop it ourselves. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I think that I would have 
if I would have known how well it would have been received by my friends, I would have told them so much sooner. So, you know, that those thoughts that, oh, they're going to judge me or they're going to think I'm strange. It's not true. Like your friends will love you no matter what. And they want to be with you to support you with whatever you're going through. I agree so much. And like, even if they don't understand it perfectly, like they do live in our culture and they're like, oh my gosh, that must be really hard. Or I hate to hear that you put so much pressure on yourself, you know? Oh, absolutely. So when you think about, you know, today and where you're at, like, I think a lot of times what people don't realize necessarily is there's this whole path of like work, like things are like hard for a while, like that, you know, where you're like sitting with discomfort, you're jumping off of a cliff, you're buying new pants, you're like doing all of this stuff, you know, and you just feel like intuitive eating or feeling at peace with food is this like mirage in the desert and you'll like never get there. Like, and so a lot of times once people have been doing work, as long as you have, we start to like really have all of these like gifts emerge, right? Where we're like, this is becoming worth it. Or I had this win or, wow, I've noticed how far I've come. Like, have you had one of those lately? Oh, absolutely. I used to be, don't add anything into tea, into coffee. You must drink it for caffeine purposes only. It is not for enjoyment. And now I just love my tea with honey. And it's such a simple thing, but it just gives me so much joy and peace knowing that, you know, four years ago, I would have been never able to enjoy that. And now I can. And so it's a pretty cool accomplishment. It's a little thing, but it means a lot. It does. It's like, it's very analogous to how you start your day. It sounds so caring, so loving. It's like almost setting the tone that says like, Hey, from the get go, we're not pushing off hunger all day and trying to fill up on caffeine. We're like open to this emerging, you know? Oh, absolutely. Well, Savannah, thank you so much for being here and like sharing all the stuff. I know that it's really going to resonate with a lot of people. Well, thank you. I'm I'm happy to share my story with anyone. I I've been there and I don't want anyone to ever feel alone or that they haven't, you know, felt something that's not common to many other people. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks to you for listening. Find me on Instagram at Align Nutrition. Let me know if you like this or if you have other topics or ideas for the podcast. I love hearing from you. If you've gotten something out of this, help us reach more people who need this message by subscribing in your podcast app. A nice rating and review also helps us reach more people and is so appreciated. I hope you enjoyed this episode and until next time.